Hello, welcome back to Out of Our Heads, a comics and pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bortner and the master of laughter, Nick Protopapis. God damn it, Joe. You know I have performance anxiety about laughing. I mean, look, Nick. You know I can't you, were, you, you were uh, you were just telling me about your your depression. Uh, I have great news for you, um, which is that uh, yeah, there's a great clown who just yeah. arrived in the city. Um, and I'm sure his uh, his name is oh oh damn it, it's you. Oh 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 wow! Thanks, Joe. Now now I, I someone else will laugh at that just like usual when they laugh at me, but I I can't. Because mm-hmm. I'm so sad, I guess. But also, I have performance anxiety. Both things are related. <laughs> I'm I'm Nicholas, the sad sad clown. Right, and I'm Joe, the happy clown. <laughs> cool. This is clowns. This is clowns. <laughs> we laugh, but you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's the home like 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 for for a clown? You can find out here, man. Yeah, uh, we're in we're in the thick of uh, of finals uh, at out of our heads HQ this week. Um, clown clown college finals. Yeah, clown college finals. Uh, we both go to clown college. Um, different different cl- <laughs> different clown colleges. Um, and uh, yeah, we're both very busy learning how to make people laugh, how to you know take the rabbits out of the hats, and how to fit like you know ten guys in a car. Taking the life out of us. Yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah, that was a very, that was a very scattered joke, but I think a lot of it, it was a lot of funny parts. It was like a funny collage. Yeah, I think, I think funny collage is like the right way, sort of the right academic way to describe that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually. Like the way they would describe it at Clown College. Yeah, no, I'm writing an essay on funny collage, actually, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a big thing in like the, the, the. 19th century um yeah when people people couldn't afford to be funny on their own so they yeah. went around um it was it was kind of this avant-garde art movement of of uh clowns clowns yes clowns were a real yeah. people they, they hadn't they had no real home so what's your uh what's your major at clown college <laughs> you know i'm undecided but i'm thinking about juggling i'm thinking mm-hmm. about juggling um but i have a real talent at at honking my red nose Ah, oh, that's just great. I, I, you know, I might minor in uh, honking my red nose. Um, I'm sort of undecided for major. I, I do really want to just like stuff dudes in cars. That's like kind of my thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone's got to follow their their uh, their passion. <laughs> yeah, Nick, do you have a do you have a a thing for me today. <laughs> and it's going to be a mighty surprise. Um, okay. It's going to be the last thing you were ever expecting. Okay. Uh, and that is, it's Battlestar Galactica again. Um, oh, no. Right. It consumed my life. <laughs> it was like a season one and two thing that I was enjoying. But then I watched season three. And season three, for some reason, is way better. It's so good. Um, there's like a couple episodes in probably season two that sort of hint that the show, you know, could be better than it is currently with one of those, what do you call those episodes? Bottle episodes? You know what I'm talking about. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I assume bottle episode is what you're talking about. Yeah. The one where like the mini narrative exists in the episode and, you know, one thing is covered. Sure. Whatever. In season two, there's an episode where, where Starbuck, one of our heroes, who's a woman, 
uh, in case you didn't know by Starbuck. Uh, it's like sorry, a- like S- Starbuck, like the the coffee chain. I yes, I'm aware. I'm I, I'm <laughs> three seasons in, so I don't find that funny anymore. <laughs> yes, yeah, like that. Um, so she's okay. She's like the best, I'll accept it. She's the best pilot in the fleet, and in that episode, she like had a rivalry with one of the one of the Cylon uh, pilots. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of one episode. Anyways, that episode's really good, and that's how I would describe the really, really good part of season three. There's like probably a streak of five or mm, five, no, five, no, seven, at least seven <laughs> that are like really, really top. Like I was shocked because we were watching season three, and season three takes this weird shift, and you're like, what's going on? And then you're watching it, and you know, it's as exciting at the beginning, which always happens, but then it keeps being good in the middle. And it's like, there's no like, filler. There's this like other, like almost like mid season finale, except I don't think they really did that. Um, like in the middle was this whole other plot and you're like, Whoa, like this is friggin' wild. Like, and it's, it's actually like so good. Like the character stuff, just next level. The plot is so, becomes so interesting and actually delivers on a lot of things. Um, it's, it's, it's like, they're getting closer to earth and they find this like secret temple. Um, and like, it's just incredible. And then the romance triangle, which sounds stupid and it is, is actually like become so good in one episode. And you're like, this is wild. And Joe, it's another bottle episode. And this was, this was the moment it turned for me about boxing. And it's okay. All the characters in the show, apparently all this time have been boxing every once in a while. (laughs) It's so good. Like the imagine, imagine any of your favorite shows, like your favorite sitcom, where it's like, oh yeah, Boxing Day, and every week your characters have been boxing each other. <laughs> that insane? It was so good. It was so good, and that the romance comes out in the boxing ring, Joe. It was oh, incredible. I know. That is pretty great. That does sound like something I'd be into. I know. The thing about this show is it has all these great like plot, like wild things that go on, like visions, and you know, like oh, what does that mean? And this season, uh, they amend something I hated about season two which was, mm-hmm. it was no good Cylon reveals. Because Cylons look like people. So what you want is like, oh, who's going to be? But there was really, there was a couple. But they were really not that great. Like they were, you know, minimal, basically. And then this season amends that. It amends it in a big way. And I really, really appreciated it. Uh, some characters die, uh, which is fun and new and exciting. And things just definitely feel like they're escalating and, and coming coming closer to a, to a finale. And... That that doesn't mean that like less things are mysterious. It just means that like some of the mysteries are solved. Like it just doesn't hold on to its like mysteries for too long. Basically, like it reveals something, and then by that time you have five more questions. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just it's just so good that I had to recommend it again, again, Joe. <laughs> and, uh, I'm watching season four now. Unfortunately, I fell asleep yesterday, so I only watched a few. But mm-hmm. I I hope to finish it soon. And then maybe tell you about it again. But I have a feeling wow. I have a feeling it's going to conclude in a great way. So that's two weeks in a row for you. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the shows that was like everybody was mad that it was canceled from my memory. Uh, yeah, but I don't think I think I think it has an ending. I don't think it's like okay. I don't think it's one of those. Not. I don't think it's like a Firefly or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not. Did it Doesn't Firefly it? sort of just end? That's what I'm saying. It just got canceled and they didn't really know it was, you know? But did, okay, yeah. Wasn't, I, I don't think Battlestar was like canceled like that. I think they like wanted four seasons. Mm-hmm. Because there's like a spinoff after. And like, oh. 
two movies in between during the show's running. Like, I assume that people, the you know, the, the sci-fi was happy with it. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. So Yeah, and, and four seasons is probably good for a sci-fi show. Yeah, yeah, that's like, you know, 20 episodes a season-ish. So, yeah, it's good. Anyway, okay. I mean, I'm 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 still sold. This is still a show that I I, I want to check out. Yeah, there, there is some sort of more boring ones, just for because I know you're gonna go in there and you're gonna be like, what? Like Nick said, it was so good. Like there are mm-hmm. some fillery like episodes. Um, yeah, but it doesn't matter because it's so good. The end. I'm familiar with how television used to be. <laughs> yeah. That. What's your thing for me, Joe? Oh yeah, uh, my thing for you this week uh, is a book that I I, I think you've read. Um, it's called Level Up by Gene Yang and uh, Ten Fem. Uh, it is uh, sort of a, a YA comic that was released in like 2011. Um, it's about this kid named Dennis, uh, and he's uh, really in love with video games. Uh, he'll play them whenever he gets the chance. Uh, but his parents want him to focus on uh, doing well in school and becoming a doctor. Um, and so one day uh, his dad passes away. Um, after giving him, like, this card. Yeah, and, like, this card is, like, the one time that Dennis's dad ever hinted uh, that he was, like, remotely proud of him. <laughs> um, and so so Dennis goes off to college and tries to become a doctor, um, but he's pretty bad at it. Um, and one day he sort of drops out of school and just, like, uh, goes to play video games with his friend uh, until these cartoon angels show up um, and tell him that it is his destiny to become a doctor um, and that he must go to med school. Um, and they're going to help him. Um, and what ensues is like this really interesting sort of uh, uh, just story about the life of this guy. There's like everything you'd want. There's like good interpersonal relationships. He makes some friends. There's like a little bit of uh, uh, slight romance drama, not like melodramatic, but sort of just matter of factly. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, focus on Asian American identity, as you would expect from Jin Yang. Um it's just really great across the board. And some of this is that I first read this book when I was like 10 years old um, and I loved it then and I love it now. Um, but I just happened to pick it off uh, my shelf the other day. Um, and I still think it's just uh, this really remarkable comic. Um, and the art is sort of, um, it's sort of sketchy. Like there aren't many backgrounds. And it's, it, it, it's kind of, um, you know, every character is, is very simply drawn. Um, but I think it's really effective Um especially with like the, the watercolor um, that they do um, sort of really is good at conveying like the mood of this guy's life. Um, and I think it also ends on a, a good message. Hmm. Have you ever read this? Yes. Hmm. The thing about level up for me is that I think I've read it like two or three times in my life. And every time I read it, I completely forget what it's about or anything about it. <laughs> um, so like you start talking about it and I was like, well, I just, I literally, it's not even like you talk and I go, Oh yeah, you talk. And I go, I just don't, I still don't remember. Um, wow. And the first two times this happened, I was like, did I read it? Um, but this time I'm really sure I read it because I had, you know, that experience. So mm-hmm. I have pretty much no opinion on it. Just, <laughs> because i can't remember but um i really i really do think you should go back to it it's um i think it got reprinted recently so it might be around maybe i will but that's the thing joe it i it just it just comes straight out of me (laughs) is it even (laughs) worth it maybe i should just buy myself a copy and then i won't forget that's what i really yeah i mean maybe i 
I love Level Up. It's like it's one of the comics that I would use to like introduce someone to what comics are. Um, I'm a big I fan. Be- I believe you. I believe you, Joe. I just hey, there's a dark hole in my memory where that belongs. So maybe I'll read it again. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I, I think I read your copy last time. Is what happened also. So yeah, cool. Um, uh, you want to move on to the the main event? I yes. Uh, today we're talking about The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Volume 1, by Ryan North and Eric Anderson, uh, which is a comic about uh, a uh, our friend, uh, Doreen Green, uh, who used to live in the Avengers Mansion. Uh, and now she's moving into college uh, to study computer science, um, while also fighting crime uh, with her pet squirrel, Tippy Toe. Um, and it's, it's sort of a... a a comedy adventure that I think was pretty unique at the time, at least, especially in terms of like comedy superhero stories, um, which I, I think often still leaned more superhero than comedy. So Squirrel Girl isn't exactly, uh, like I said, it's not a traditional superhero book. Um, it's definitely younger skewing, um, which I think is key. Um, and it is more, sitcom-y like a, a adventure type situations than you, what you would expect out of uh your regular marvel or dc books um especially from like this time period um where i think the output was was very focused on like that that core demographic of like uh people who read comic issues week to week um and i i, I think this book definitely like opened up the door for more comics like this um especially in in uh the ya market which is now everywhere in comics uh like i i think a lot of people like pick this up as their first comic because it's i think designed to be like so episodic and so accessible yeah that makes sense um it's sort of um a lot of the time feels like it's it's doing a spider-man bit because it's her balancing her her superhero life and her college life and sort of a almost ridiculously like not subtle way like uh yeah that those are some of my favorite jokes in the book um where it's just like she's like ah oh, like i'm carrying something clearly heavier than i should be able to carry and she like or you know misspeaks totally and kind of reveals that she's a superhero um and, yeah. both, and like, uh, like all of all of her everybody she knows is pretty much aware um it's at least implied at this stage uh that they know <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that, I think that's cool, and I like I like that she's uh, doing some some regular human things that I can relate to, like going to college, and you know, I I think that's that's a fun transition point to start the book off on, um, because she's you know she's trying to something new, she's trying to balance something new into her life, and she's taking the next step into sort of growing up a little, because she's you know a little silly, a little childish, so that's cool, um, and then something I was sort of like, how are they going to do this? Um, when like actual, cause it, it seems that the world around her is pretty normal, if that makes sense. Like at first, mm-hmm. uh, and she's just being ridiculous. Um, but when villains come in, like Craven comes in and you know, it's, it's, it's fun instead of, instead of beating him up, she's like, she talks him out of it, which is, you know, so basically you start to realize that, you know, everything in this book is, is working towards a joke. Um, and that's, that's cool. And then Craven decides to. Uh, live underwater instead of hunting spider-man and that was pretty funny 
Yeah, and then it, he's got to fight uh, the, the underwater sea, <laughs> sea creatures. <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny, and um, uh, yeah, and there's there's another funny thing I like is like all the little commentaries from the author. I think that's kind of unique, and um, you know, can add a different, a new layer of of joking. Um, I especially like sort of the intro because you know a lot of comics have those intros with the with these are the characters, these are their deals. Um, yeah, <laughs> and in this one, it's it can be super. Like, you know that's often boring, but but he, especially if you've been reading it. Uh, but in this one, it's sort of like a new joke every time. Sort of like, what would you call me this morning? I mean, not this morning. Earlier this podcast, <laughs> the master of laughing. The uh, yeah, the master of laughter. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. Um, yeah, and the recaps are they're like tweets or something. Those are funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So it's it's funny. I liked it. It made me laugh a few times. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I think that um. You know the the main that's the main strength of the book to me is that it's it's funny, uh, and that sounds very basic. Um, but I, I I think that like you know Ryan North the writer has been writing comedy for a long long time. Um, and whenever I I go back to this book, which I have a couple times, um, is just like the the thing I find charming is just that I always find something new to laugh out laugh at whether it's like a, a background gag or one of the the notes that they have in the margins. Um, I think he has just like this really good skill for arranging words in funny ways. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of good, like this is one of those those comedy things where there's lots of details to enjoy on a second read, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking of the science fair, or not, not the science fair, the club fair, the club fair at the... At the oh college. man, you know what's my favorite joke in that pretty much ever? <laughs> what? uh it, when when we like enter the club fair scene this yeah. is i think in the second issue um we get a big shot of of uh all the different clubs um and there's a social justice club but next to it is a social injustice club yeah that's... and like the the two people at the desks are like facing off <laughs> yeah that's a good one that's i was trying to remember that exactly um there's a bunch of funny ones in that uh that's when i started noticing that there's 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 fun little details um yeah so it's yeah. it's it, it, it's funny, and then the 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 big joke of this little this little arc that we read the first sort of four issues I guess, um, yeah. is that she's gonna go fight Galactus, and that's that's pretty funny, uh, especially when you realize that like she's gonna have to beat him in a joke way. Um, and I, I won't say anything about that really, but but I think that that's a good good first pitch for this book, and yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading it. Yeah. I think, um, you know, the, the stuff I like about Squirrel Girl kind of relates to, like, it being on the, the denser end for a comic. Um, like, like, they're both, or like the uh, Ryan North and Eric Anderson are sort of trying to, to do uh, what I guess is sort of a lost art in comics, um, which is where they, they make every single issue that you pay for, like, worth the money that you paid for it. Um, like, like there are a lot of panels on every page and that just increases as the book goes on. Um, and so there, there's not only like a lot to look at, um, but there's also a lot of dialogue. Um, and, and they also have like those little jokes in the margins at every page. Um, and, and even then, like the, the, the issues are super episodic in a way that comics just aren't anymore. Like they, they, they sort of have arcs um but everything is kind of split up in a way where if you just picked up a random issue you'd be able to read it 
Um, and I, I think that's like a really good creative decision, uh, especially for something that I think was picked up uh, or was was built uh, so that a, a kid could like pick up any random issue and uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's my take. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happens with the series when it continues, but I guess it just keeps being funny. Um, and it seems yeah, like they set I think up it... some, some cool characters, um, cool little world. So you, you know, it's nice. Especially since it can interact with the larger Marvel world in like a new lens. Um, like one of the things I liked is that like she, you know, borrows Iron Man's suit, even though he, he probably clearly doesn't want that. Um that's you know it's just like it's a funny dynamic when you get like the more serious marvel world interacting with her world her her little world her little college world um yeah so there's there's a lot of fun things to play with it's like a big playground yeah i think that's actually a really good way to describe it um you know uh (laughs) i don't think there would be any other marvel book where we would get like galactus calling thanos a tool I, I I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff like that that has been, I think, like reposted online over and over and over again. It's basically been made into a meme. Um, and I think that's like one of the book's strengths. I think if I have any like major complaints, um, it's, a, it's that these like early stories kind of lack any real emotional core. Um, like, like they're pretty much strictly an exercise in like making funny comics. Um, and, and I, I think they are very funny, um, but there, there's not much else to like latch onto there for me. Um, I wouldn't say that's like, I don't know if it's necessarily a flaw, but I keep like comparing it to, uh, Giant Days, which I think is a a pretty comparable book. Um, and, and by issue four of Giant Days, I, I've, I've not only like had a lot of laughs, um, but I've also and, and appreciated the art of the book, which I have here too. Um, but I've also like developed real attachments to the characters, um, which I I don't think happens here in the same way. That um, I agree with, yeah. Um, so I think in that way, it's I don't know if it's more shallow, but it's it's a weaker book for me. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Have you read more or? Um, I've read maybe a volume or two more, and I've definitely read like the the original graphic novel they did i really enjoyed that um okay yeah is, i mean is there any more like character stuff in the later issues that's kind of what i'm asking uh i think there's supposed to be from my understanding i don't think i've i've quite gotten there yet okay yeah i, I, mean, I think a lot of this book is to some extent like you know the 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 creator is just being clever yeah um which is a lot of fun um but it's not, I don't know, it's not necessarily always my thing. I think I agree. I mean, like, reading this, I probably wouldn't read much more, like, unless it was around, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, just because, like, it's funny, but it's it's hard to find something to, like, keep me reading, you know? Because the plot's obviously, uh, you know, nothing's very intriguing about it since it's just sort of used, you know, in comedic sense. Um and I think you're right. I think there's something lost there with uh, not having the characters go through anything much. Yeah, I mean, I, um, like I, I should, I should say, like, 
I think that changes. Like, I'm pretty sure that changes. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, I'm just, you know, if I had just read this and not been talking to you, right? Mm-hmm. I think especially Squirrel Girl is sort of annoying to me. Um, she's being silly, you know, all the time, and that just sort of works out for her, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like, like I, I, don't, I don't like her. I think she's funny, but I don't like... It's like... What's it like? It's it's like The Office. It's like the first few episodes of The Office, <laughs> or it's like it's like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where all the characters are so funny, and it's such a funny show, but they're all the worst. It's like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything bad about Doreen. I guess is is my thing. Like, really? I don't dislike her. I dislike her. Talk about the art. Uh, yeah. Um, shifting over to the art. Uh, I think that is really good. It's um, it's sort of, it's Henderson doing like a simpler style than like she normally does. Um, although I think at a certain point this kind of became her brand, um, because she did this for so long. Um, but I think it works. It's a lot like looser. It's sort of more animated, um, in that sense. Uh, like it's it's the kind of thing you would sort of, if it were a bit more formal, it would be on a cartoon. Um, and I think that definitely, like, plays to its strengths. Um, and I also think she's just, like, great at doing background gags. And sometimes she'll just draw, like, ridiculously complex things for no reason. Like, they're in, I think, issue two, she just draws, like, all of New York City in a lot of detail. Um, and it's crazy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good description, sort of animated, cartoony, you know. Um, it's just cool, and it comes across really well in the action and the layouts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also think it just has a lot of personality. And I think that's probably the thing that, like, most sold people on this book when it first came out. Like, I don't think you could have done this with another artist and had it be as successful. Um, like, uh, I think we were sort of talking about how you don't like Doreen as much. Um, and I, I, I think the thing that, like, sells me on her is just, like, the way that she's drawn. And, like, really the way that all the characters are drawn. Um, it's just, like, I find this style and sort of these characters, like, very charming. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think she has very good expressions and very unique uh, design. And I, I think that comes across really well. I think you're right. Nick, uh, today, as we do every week, uh, we're talking about Pizza Dog. You know about Pizza, pizza Dog? Dog? I... Is it a dog that eats a pizza or something? Pizza dog from Hawkeye. Oh, pizza dog from Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Haven't we talked about pizza dog? Have we? <laughs> so we've literally talked about pizza dog for like at least five minutes on this show before. No way. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Go, Not go in this segment. Archive, huh? <laughs> in this segment? I Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Things Things just happen on this show. I don't know when we talk okay, about look. Pizza Dog. <laughs> look, here's the deal. Uh, pizza Dog, he's Hawkeye's dog. He's a dog that solves crimes. Um, we all know this. He loves pizza. Um, pizza is his business, you might say. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, big news happened yesterday, which is that um, uh, there are like some, yeah, there are some set photos that leaked from the, the Hawkeye TV show. Yeah. And I think the most important information about this is that we did see live-action Pizza Dog. I think I also agree that that is the most important information. I mean, I don't understand how the Hawkeyes could solve a crime without Pizza Dog there. So Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. So now we know that at least um, 
someone will be competent on the screen uh, yeah. and drive the plot forward. So that, that's good. Um, I, I didn't see this photo of Pizza Dog. Can I? What should I look up to find him? Pizza Dog, Pizza Dog, uh, Hawkeye uh, show. I found him. <laughs> he's alright. I like him better in the comics. He's so like yeah, that's fair. He's like a weird shade of gray in the comics that makes him look kind of depressive, and like really fit like Hawkeye's home life, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I also like the feel of a pizza dog where he sort of just roams around on his own in that apartment, you know, because like a lot yeah. of the neighbors know each other, and the pizza dog just kind of goes around um, while well, solving crimes. Well, yes, naturally. This dog looks a little too happy. This dog looks a little like it's from a from a movie where. There's there's a sun or something, you know? Hawkeye mm-hmm. pizza pizza dog. I love pizza dog, man. Why is pizza yeah, dog so love... charming? <laughs> Why? I think there's real pathos in Pizza Dog's origin story. He's just um, like he looks so shaggy too, you know? He, he, one yeah. of his eyes is shut, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're gonna CGI that in the show because they didn't want to like harm a dog. <laughs> yeah, then they couldn't. Which is understandable. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so pizza dog what's his origin he's like injured or something right and then like they take him to the he, vet uh, he's like I, I think he was originally owned by like the the mobsters that hawkeye fights yeah yeah, uh, yeah. And, and uh you know the tracksuit guys um and uh uh they 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 rescue him um and then he goes to live with uh the hawkeyes nice yeah they go to the vet and there's that whole thing at the vet where he kind of dumps him <laughs> Oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Pizza Dog's the best. Yep, uh, we love Pizza Dog. <laughs> we like him more than Lockjaw. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Lockjaw does not have an Eisner award-winning story based around him. That's true. Where he solves a crime. <laughs> that's the issue. Where <laughs> Pizza Dog is alone. <laughs> oh man, Hawkeye is so good. Yeah. Um, here's my worry about this show. Or it's not even a worry. It's just like something that I know will be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be as good as the book. Um, no. Never, ever, ever. No, it's not. It's, gonna... uh, it's not going to have as distinctive visual identity. Um, it's not going to be as cool. That dog um, doesn't look like he can solve crimes on the show. I just, I'm not buying I mean, it. I think the dog... Look, if the dog doesn't solve a crime on the show, then we've already lost. That's true. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, because then they would just be a, we'll just watch a show about an unsolved crime. That would suck. Yeah, I mean, no, no crimes will be solved if he's stuck, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, at least they're gonna have Pizza Dog. I don't know. That's good. I'll watch it. I'll watch that show. I mean, I was gonna watch it anyways, but you know. Yeah. What happened? Whatever happened like, to Hawkeye Joe? Whatever, whatever happened, happened to Hawkeye? What about it? All right. Well, it stopped existing, and then it was a Kate Katie solo thing. Um, right, and then it was also a, a her solo thing, but again or something. No, first it was a reboot, then there was a Kate reboot, then there was another Kate reboot. Now what? Okay, um, I think the short answer is that the, sucks, the you know the Marvel sales department failed it, and it was canceled. <laughs> um, there was a West Coast Avengers book by the same writer uh, as that that ran for. 10 issues and also didn't last long so sad happens to the best i do not know if kate has shown up since then really at all she definitely has come on mm. clint's not in the avengers um there oh there was a hawkeye miniseries like this year oh what yeah 
There you go. Sorry, there there was a Hawkeye miniseries called Hawkeye Freefall. Hawkeye Freefall. That sounds cool. Um, yeah, I heard it's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I totally forgot about that. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's called Hawkeye Freefall. Very strange. Oh, this is different. This is a different team. Yeah, I don't care. Different people. I think it's I pretty different tonally too. Or at least, mm. like the 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 art is definitely going for a way different thing than yeah. we ever saw in mm. Fraction Hawkeye. Well, it was a good run, Fraction Hawkeye, and yeah. subsequent children of that book. <laughs> As I like to know them. Very I nice. think you know the 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 important thing about Fraction Hawkeye, Fraction Aja Hawkeye, is that it did end. You know, it had a good run, and I think it's you know finality is, is an important thing. Yeah, that's true. Because you think if it would have kept going, it would have disappointed us. Is that what you're saying? No, I just, I, I just think it told the story I wanted to tell, and there, there's, there's no fat on those bones, you know. It's true. You're right. Even and we even got episode. like two, like I think, very good, like sort of sequel things. That's true. You're right, Joe. You're right. That's, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, you got any wise quotes? For us to close out the show. Joe, I have a wise quote, and uh, it's Chinese, but no one can decide from who, okay? Um, okay. Some people say it's Confucius. Some people say it's Lao Um Ready? Yeah. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Nice. We've got a lot of classic wisdom here on Out of Our Heads. Mm. Um, thank you for listening to Out of Our Heads, a comics and pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bortner and Nick Protopapas. You can contact us at outofourheadspod at gmail.com, where you can send us letters or tell us about books you want covered on the show. Uh, my Twitter handle is at joby underscore draws, and you can read my webcomic, Aeronaut, at jobydraws.com. As always, Nick has nothing to promote except for wisdom. Uh, we will be back next week. In the meantime, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It would help us out. Stay safe and see you next time.